0: Everybody and welcome to WTS 258. My name is Danny Murray and
1: I'm Graham American, It's definitely
0: 258, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm just literally checking that. Yep, 258. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's a good chance I misnumbered a podcast we did, and I'll look. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, very professional. We'll figure it out.
2: Edit the 258th episode. Spectacular. Here we go. Exactly. Here this we go. It, yeah, Marrow Hill is. Mark. Th- who who was that person
1: talking there, Grand American?
0: That Please, person is,
1: is the amazing news correspondent for Virgin Media News. He's unfortunately a Bohemian season ticket holder. It's, uh, it's Richard. It's Richard Chambers. Because unfortunately, it's two Bows versus one now. Well, you're a fake Bows fan. There's no such thing ah. as fake Bowls fans. No, no, no such thing. thing. If Richard you're a Chambers maker in the
0: league,
2: lads. Thank you so much. Delighted to be here.
0: Thank you for 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 agreeing to talk to two absolute wafflers and spoofers. It's very kind of you because you're a very very serious news person, and as we know, <laughs> nothing moved during the pandemic without your say so. It was. Um, uh, well,
2: my powers are waning now. Like I have no control. <laughs> like I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It's. I'm. I'm. I suppose. Like, that's already the end of the whole emergency uh, phase of COVID here. It is kind, it's kind of strange in a way because like you are kind of back to, um, it is in a way like setting a clock back two years, mm. you know, like all the work stuff, like work was all one way for two years and it was all insane and it was all hours. And you have, but you, in the same way, you had a very small life as well because it was like you'd go to the Department of Health or you'd go to government buildings and like you'd see the same people every day. Like the guys on the door at the Department of Health, who I love, absolutely brilliant guys, guys in working ground staff and the HSE headquarters, love them, amazing lads as well. And then just like all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah. Cover just, cover Ukraine there and do a bit on yeah. cost of living and <laughs> it just ends this on this a, a like, random what? Friday afternoon. Kind of mad. It is actually. I, I was, I, 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 I'm still, I, still, I think I'll, I, I'll take some time for me to process that day, you know. Yeah. Because it, it, like, there was a feeling for a couple of days beforehand. It was like, yeah, no, this is, this is coming. This is coming. And like, I was talking to people on Neffet uh, who are familiar with how Tony Hula was looking at it and they were like, yeah, I know lads, this is, um, this is definitely going proper, proper, loose, open everything sort of thing. And I was like, Really, is that, but like, it didn't feel like people. It felt it did feel like it was a bit of, of a surprise still in the end for a lot of people. Like, and it was just, just a mad day. And then it was just like you wake up the next morning and you're kind of like, "It's not a dream, was it? Did that? Did that happen? Um, yeah. Crazy, yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's, it's it's been it's been a while two years. It's, it's 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 so weird, I suppose, to be not full. We're not fully like out of that but just in a different spot of it entirely, where it feels more like, it feels more like 2019 than it does 2022 again, you know? Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really, really odd because like, I'm still not for like, like we're still recording these podcasts over zoom, as opposed to doing that in face to face. I'm still not really going back into my office or acting like that anytime soon. Like there's, there's talk of it happening and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's that kind of like, is, is it it actually all right to do it? Can we actually do it? Can we, you know, can I go for a coffee and not have to worry about, like, you know, the person sitting now shoulder to shoulder at me whereas you know, just three weeks ago they were sitting fucking opposite the side of the shop to me. It's just, it's it's odd. Like, flick of a switch and here we are.
2: Yeah. It is, and like, you get used to it. You get Mm. used to that whole situation. It's the most abnormal thing in the world. We're all social animals and we're all like, like, we're Irish. Like, we all jump in for, like, Passing the shoulder and hugs and all that sort of stuff, and getting into way too close into each other's personal space yeah. all of the time. Leaning into
0: people's selfies just, you know, just calls, like yeah, Exactly. Kind of like,
2: like, I mean, we could do this again. It's this unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but like, it, you do kind of get used to all that. And like I, like, I know a lot of people, people who I'm like close friends with and family who are like, who would still be vulnerable to COVID and they're, they are like, um, quite sketchy about it, I suppose, mm. with the idea of like, oh, going full on back into the office or, just like everything just being like sort of back to back to fully to normal which i can totally understand like you like you feel like there's all these things and all these changes in in the country to make people safer and then you just sort of just go one day right that switches off and everybody's back to everything it is it's like a head-spinning change for anybody so people who who are concerned about it like that's going to be a huge one for them but yeah i just i just wonder I, i suppose like like I, I spent so much—not well so much time. That's the saddest thing ever. But I spent a lot of time sort of thinking about like what permanently changes after this, like all that sort of stuff. Like you mentioned, yes. Like oh, I'm not, I'm not back into the office yet, and stuff like that. Like how much will people be back into the office? How much will people get t- more time at home with their families, not having to sit in the car commuting for like a couple of hours every every day? Sometimes for some people, like all that sort of stuff fascinates me. Like how much, how much is, how much of like a return to normal is actually going to happen and how much are we going to just learn from different bits and be like, Jesus, you know what, the stuff we can learn from all that and, and sort of make, make stuff a little bit better. Cause we should make, like, try and keep on making things better. Cause that's, that's kind of what we're meant to do. Definitely.
1: Yeah. It's like, Definitely. I remember in work, like that, not me personally, but other people were asking bosses, you know, couldn't they work from home this before? any COVID you know can I work from home three days a week and the boss is like no oh, absolutely not no it's not fair you have to come in five days a week and you know they're always trying to push for for baby working from home f- for some part of the week and then all of a sudden when this happens the memo comes out from the big bosses everyone no questions asked work from home you know and he's kind of now saying to his boss oh I thought I couldn't work from home <laughs> you know and now it's like yeah. Will we go back? Like my my job started going back to the office on the seventh of February. Um and I still haven't returned yet. Now I work seven to three, so I don't know if I will go back or if I'll go back, will it be in the summer when it's a bit brighter and it's mm. a bit you know, so yeah, it is going to be interesting because I even know um the current situation with my office is that you have to fill out a questionnaire and you have to get a hundred percent uh on the questionnaire in regards to where companies Reaction to uh, COVID oh, You'd be um, fluffing the answers Wouldn't you Big time Big <laughs> be, time what But it's 87? multiple 87? choice like, Ah 87 cho- this time It's multiple choice <laughs> And it's questions like How um On this date What Enactment Did, we, did the company bring in Was it A, oh. B, C You know it's it's I've 10 never questions. Heard of that never heard was, that, that yeah. seems that yeah. seems a bit heavy. Like it's not just the kind
2: yeah, of
0: like, do you wash your hands after going to the jacks or not? Kind of, that's <laughs> not on on what date has a particular rule being brought? That's like I a mean, riddle yeah. to keep you out. Like yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> if like, you answer me these questions, three we'll let you in. Like you know, yeah. some wizard brought, on a bridge meets the
1: other way. They brought in a phone app as well, where you pick where you sit. So. Oh. Nice. Prior Our place has COVID, that actually as
0: well You have to book If, you, if you're yeah, going you in You have book to book a desk sit. now But yeah, so yeah. prior
1: to COVID You were sitting with your team And what department you worked with Now you, it's just Look at the draw You could be Sitting with anybody Yeah So it's mad about how much Like Will we go back to normal Or will yeah. Will we go back to where we were Pre-COVID and, Yeah
0: we'll, we'll move on from COVID in a minute But before we do Because Despite the fact that you were Obviously running the country According to Twitter And people Nothing moved Richard Yourself and agency. Gav Royley, I was going to say Yourself yeah. Gav Royley, yeah. And Sarah King we're, were on the screens 24-7 Making sure that we all knew What we could and could not do And at what time of the day We could and could not do it You found time to write a book In the middle of all this
2: yeah. yeah What point did you say to yourself You were going to write a book? Uh, I was asked I was asked It, was, geez, it wasn't it was too far off This time last year Probably about January 21 and I got a message on Instagram um, from Collins, the publishers, and they were like, oh, if you want to chat about writing a book, um, let us know. And I was like, like, I thought about it beforehand, before I got that message. And I was thinking, there's no way i have trying to do anything like this. Mm-hmm. This is like, work is so full on. You can work in 20 hours some days in the middle of this pandemic. Like, when are you going to write a book? But then I just had a conversation about it. And I was like, look, I may never, ever had a chance to write a book again. And I think I do have a good perspective on this. So I think I can do it. Um, and it might be, you know, a worthwhile thing to do because and like, it was just the way I, the way I thought about it when I was doing it, I was kind of like, you know, I need to need to put a spotlight onto different things, which I think might just go get, might get missed if I don't do it. Like things like, you know, the experience of frontliners. I wanted to, I thought it would be a great honor to document that. So I absolutely would love to do that. So that was a big thing for me, like the experiences of people who lost loved ones. That's a huge privilege for people to to share those sort of stories with you. Like that's that's really incredibly difficult things for people to to share with people they don't know or don't know particularly well. So to be able to sort of help them remember their lost ones, um, that was huge for me. Uh, All that sort of stuff. And I was like, okay, that would be a really good use of time. If I could find time to do it so finding time was the next thing and that meant just get up at five o'clock every morning put on a coffee um, and try and write for an hour every morning and just like you can't you can't worry what you're writing if you're going to try and do something like that. you just kind of have to sit there and it's like right I have an hour just go so just jab away at the, t- at, the at the keyboard I was about to say typewriter as if I was in the 1950s like um. Uh, <laughs> But like you just kind of have to just go at it, and you, you can you'll fix it and you'll make it good afterwards. Like the, the toughest thing, time wise, the writing thing actually, just by having that routine of getting up super early, just doing it, uh, that became fine. The harder bit then was trying to sort of fit in interviews because you had to interview everybody. So yeah. like every minister, everyone I could get on NEPHIS, HSE, doctors, nurses, and just people's personal stories, and you're just like trying to work around like personal schedules of like the shock and stuff like that for interviews and stuff. And it's like, Oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. You'd, have, you'd have them canceling on you Sundays, and you flipped your whole schedule for a week to try and fit them in and they'd cancel on you and you're like, Oh my God, this is never going to happen. So that was all the logistics and the tiny stuff like that, that becomes the difficult bit of it. But writing then just became, all right, I know, I know I'm going to have an hour every morning and I might have a bit of energy in the evening to go back at it again. So, like, you can sort of plan that. Everything else is just, you know, you're at the mercy of calendars and schedules, which are utterly meaningful for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not worth the paper written on. Was the, was, the, was the process enjoyable? Did. I did get into a, a, a phase where I enjoyed it. There were times where it was the most miserable thing and I never thought it would be done. And, like, you're sitting there. Oh, God. Just sifting through hours and hours and hours of interviews because you, you have to be super thorough. You want to get this accurate. You need this to be right. So I remember looking at my phone and my laptop at one point, and I was sort of collating like how many different hours of interviews there was and I was like uh, this is this is this is a big job for for one person to do, but like I did I did i got like as I was coming towards the end of it, I was like, "Okay, I think I have something here. I think I've something which speaks to what Ireland was like in this really unique period of time, this pretty awful period of time, and I think it's it's something that i I can be proud of when it's done but then actually the toughest part i found was when the book was coming out like i found that period when um like it was launched the the 28th of october i remember like there was all there's a lot of press and publicity and interviews and all that sort of stuff around that Mm. but like the book just launched and i was like waiting to hear how people received it like the reviews were all good so like that's fine that's brilliant, and uh, like I'm honoured by that and all that sort of stuff. But like I hadn't heard too much from people whose personal stories I told it. So people who lost loved ones, um, healthcare workers, I hadn't heard from them yet. So really, the time for when the book came out, the first sort of two weeks after that period, were like just some of the worst anxiety, like oh, the oh. worst anxiety, because you're kind of like, Jesus, I hope they're okay with it, and I hope that they thought that was accurate and good and all that sort of stuff, and that I did their. Loved one justice. And I just couldn't stop. I didn't sleep at all after that period. Because, like, some people obviously will talk about, oh, Jesus, uh, is anybody in the Department of Health talking to you anymore? What about Stephen Donnelly, all that sort of stuff? Like, you know, I'm like, I don't care what they say about it. (laughs) Like, I couldn't care. It's not my job for them to be pleased with this. They're in the public eye. Their performance needs to be analyzed in this time of pandemic and, you know, national state of emergency. It's the other people who had this visited upon them who didn't ask for this. They didn't sign up for their loved ones to get COVID or to become seriously ill. They didn't sign up to deal with the pandemic when they're working in a hospital. Um, so those were the people who I worried about. And it was huge worry. But then in the end, everything was great. And the, the reception I got from people who shared, whose stories I, sh- I got to, to tell people, because it was amazing. Yeah. That was probably the most rewarding thing of it, really.
1: You probably got it's- some of that feedback around Christmas time as
2: well, though, because people were buying your book for Christmas yeah there was and it was funny because um some people like you'd get some whatsapps from people like yeah who got around to reading it some people who were interviewing in the book were like i'm not reading this i just don't want to read it i'll be paranoid about how it's going to come across or whatever but then they did and they texted and stuff like that i bumped into a few people like some um, some of the doctors I, I interviewed in the book i just happened to bump into them they're like jesus I, I, I only got around to reading the book i was going to text you but it's been so busy because obviously in yeah, the yeah. Hospital, like you know. Um and they were like, Oh, this is this is brilliant and all that sort of stuff. I was getting some slagging from doctors in other hospitals, which is just the most like it's the most hospital thing in the world. Like doctors are absolute bastards to each other. <laughs> um and they'd be like, um so you'd be chatting to them. Obviously, I, I focusing on the matter and like uh, there were doctors and Vincent's and, and, and stuff like that, slagging lads in the matter saying, geez, Square were the only place in Ireland that had COVID, like you know, oh, so man. um no, it's great. No, I have to say, yeah, the way people receive it and respond to it was brilliant. But it's just an honour to be able to sort of, just to tell those sort of stories. Like. It's, uh, it's one, I think,
0: that uh, even in a couple of years' time, if people pick it up, because it'll serve as a little bit of a time capsule mm. uh, towards that kind of snapshot, a moment in time. Because, look, as you said, we're, we're not out of it. It's not over. But, like, you know, we're heading that direction. Um, but, yeah, uh, a state of emergency uh Ireland during the COVID crisis. I think that's the correct title. I'm doing you justice. I hope Somewhere. there. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's uh it's it's out, lads, and it, it is. As I said, uh, I I got as you said it launched in October. I got given it for my birthday, uh and I haven't been able to bring me to just purely because I'm like we've you been like living understand this. Yeah, we've been yeah, living yeah. it. I just I need to have a little bit of time to decompress because it's been so fucking just, you know. But. Uh, it, it definitely is one that I think uh, when I do pick it up, and especially there, you're saying like the the personal accounts from people, especially. And I think that's because Ireland, it's, isn't it? it's all about everybody knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah, and then exactly. as a result of that, you know. So, but well, congratulations on it anyway, man. Uh oh, thanks, definitely, man. Definitely uh, a well endeavored thing. But enough of COVID chat. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I I saw on the Twitter machine um, you had a bit of fun about. Uh, Minsters on Insta.
2: Oh Jesus!
0: <laughs> what
2: what what the fuck's going on? Is this the work of Ivan Yates? No, it's not. Like this is interesting because I actually was I was querying who does this stuff. Like Fall had a thing last year where they had a report into how how they didn't do well in uh, the 2020 election, and one of the one of the reasons they came up with in the report was we're bad at social media. Uh until so they go around to 2022. <laughs> what? And you see you see, all right, well clearly we'll, we must have learned the lessons by now. Um and then you see min minsters on insta. And it's like, it's like nobody nobody in Ireland pronounces that word minsta. Like, no. like nobody does. Minsters on instas and no, a FOMO no mo.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I couldn't stop it's, cringing It really is yeah.
2: like
0: a bunch of kind of 40-something-year-old GAA dads have picked up social media for the first time and said, hang yes. on, hang on, I think I have it, hang on, hang on. And they're typing one finger, you know,
2: and then... Yeah, that's it, yeah. What, what do you think, lads? Like, This'll that's be it. good. We've nailed it. Line. Yeah, <laughs> class. People have watched this show in the last 10 years, yeah. Um, so, like, bro, like I, I was having a conversation with somebody about this today. And they were saying, was, is, this the, is this the famous posting? Like, that this is intentionally bad, that people will share it as everybody did. And I was like, no, that wouldn't work here anyway. Like, you no, wouldn't, wouldn't be it. like, oh, no, you're not going to be like, okay, 10 people see this horrendously stupid video. And like one person says, geez, they're a great guys. Mm. I'm, I'm into them now. I'm into, I'm into these lads, these minsters on Insta. Nobody thinks like that in Ireland. People in Ireland are like, there's, there's some tics there with that video. like, <laughs> you no, know, like, um... Like that's that's how I react to that. I just think it's bad. Like it, this isn't new either. Like, no. Like I mean, how you've videos and stuff like that on social media. Like this is kind of like 15 years. You've had 15 years to get a plan on this and how to how to do social media. Uh, and I just find this, yeah. I I think part of it as well. I think post that election,
1: I think Fina Gael and Fina Fall. Their, their cages were rattled Because of the support of, of Sinn Féin And let's face it I think Sinn Féin do Do A good They do good Social media And um, The reaction of Fianna Gael to, to the post-election Was the Richard Bruton Swimming videos and
2: Oh
0: yeah, and, yeah. And- yeah. he was making Fucking Brown bread and all sorts, wasn't he? Yeah, like He's I a mean, good,
2: good baker and a good cook by all accounts. Yeah, yeah, and he has a six-pack, but like, yeah, was the most fair, fair. I was I like, was, that what? was? Yeah, like the voters want to see that. I, was, I mean, I'm sure Mrs. Bruton wanted to see it, like you know. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. impressive, impressive, impressive rack but, on but that. Do you think? Do you think <laughs> that they're this is their reaction and this is their well. You know, yeah, like to a certain extent, it is. It is like obviously, like they'll see the election and they'll say, "Oh well, uh, Sinn Fein and the left did had younger people, and they had younger mm-hmm. people who were better on social." And we need to get better at this. We need to work on this. And it was interesting. Like I remember around the election and stuff. Like some of the so, like there was definitely money being pumped into uh, social media, particularly by Fine Gael. Like they had that sort of really polished videos and all that sort of stuff. But that doesn't really. I don't know if that does it for people people don't just, don't respond to well here's an ad of like you know capital investments and sporting projects around you know longford yeah. and stuff like, that. like i mean i don't know if that that, that doesn't move the needle no. like it's it's so interesting to see how that, that's gonna go and then you saw like i mean there wasn't wasn't it in the dublin bay south by-election and it was really interesting because your man James Gagan, who's running for Fine Gael, and he was doing, he did some of the video sort of stuff. But then on the day, on polling day itself, there was a few tweets from him and they were retweeted and sort of blared out by Fine Gael about like, oh, Sinn Féin is in danger of taking this seat. Our turnout is low. We need to drive it up. Uh, put him in to keep him out, that sort of stuff. And I was like, Jesus, this is interesting. Like, this is interesting because this is, this is a sort of a tactic which we haven't seen in Ireland for a good long time. Like it, it goes back to the old civil war politics yeah. Um. the whole come in the grail and uh, the communists are voting for Fianna Fáil and all that sort of stuff. Like that's what it sort of reminds me of. And it is, it is kind of an American style of politics as well, which yeah. is just interesting to see it sneak in. I, th- like were, I think people didn't respond well to that because people were like, Jesus is very juvenile. I don't know if this is the path of just like, our, our, our opponents are our enemies. Like, yeah, that sort well, of stuff. It, I, it's
1: not. No, it it's not what I don't. I don't want. I hate to see that. I hate to it see is, that. It is the the way American politics, and I so. I think. Um, I think the start of that was when the the RTE um, attempted to do the debate with just Micheál Martin, and Leo over where mm. it was pitting. You know the way they do say Biden against Trump, and yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, and we're not. We're not like that. We we don't have that type of politics. I mean. Uh, Virgin Media covered one of the best debates of uh the election, and I think Richard Boy Barrett he he sh- he shined in that debate. I think it was in Cork, um, where a lot of the, all think, the leaders yeah. were on it. I think I it was do on that one, yeah. That was, there was one in, yeah. I think it was in Cork, wasn't it? I think it was in Cork, but I mean, yeah. I don't, yeah. I think I think there is a, a risk of going down the American route where it, people think that we only have two leaders or or two parties and stuff like that. And I I think as well, though, people can see right through that now. And I think uh, most recently with the, um, with the Clare Bourne Rise of Sinn Féin special, Mm. that to me was just bonkers. I mean, I tried to watch that uh, as a kind of, okay, let's see what they're going to try. But I'd listened to Clare Bourne that morning and the warden of it suggested me to be a bit suspicious about it. And then when you watch it, you're kind of going, what's, what's the point here? What was the point mm. in it? Like, are we going to see next week, Claiborne, uh, Fianna Fáil, the, the recession years? Like, what did they do wrong in the recession? You know, yeah. it's, it's just,
2: it's mad. It was but, interesting. And it, I, I think you I think you're right on the point that people can sort of, can see through it. And people don't, people don't, it does, it does jar with people when they see this. Like there was definitely a miscalculation point. A lot of people in the media before the last election, they thought it was going to be Fianna Fáil versus Fianna and, and the Sinn Féin surge completely caught everybody out. It, it, like, there's no doubt about that. I think that I think that the media maybe is probably still trying to catch up to that. Like, it was interesting to see that. It was an interesting programme. I, I think Claire, Claire Byrne is an amazing broadcaster. She's one of, one of the best in the business we have in this country. Amazing interviewer as well. It was interesting to see that format. And I think it'll be interesting to see if that does carry out. Because I do think the point you're making there... Meryl, like about like, are we going to see more of this targeted, particularly just on individual parties? Like I'd say the response to people in the Clare Burn show would say is that, well, when we're talking about government housing policy not working, aren't we talking about what the government parties are doing then? So like when we're talking about people in mortgage arrears or people who can't afford to get on the, to buy a house, or people can't afford rent, rent, and up, and up to record levels, isn't that indirectly talking about the government parties because they're the ones who are controlling the policies which are meant to be addressing this. So in a way, they are talking about policies and failures of the government as a stand. So I'd say that would probably be the fairest way. If you were going to be fair to the Clare show. I'd say that's probably a way of looking at it. But interesting. was interesting. It, it, just it wasn't, wasn't really my cup of tea now, I have to say. Like, yeah. yeah, it
1: just felt like they were telling us
2: not to vote for her. You know yeah, I, 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 would, I would say can... that. Like, I mean, I could see the the, the way I, I always I heard the build up of the show as well, and I was kind of like, "Look, Sinn Féin are surging to the polls. This is a record record high. They've never been here before. Like, this is different. It does flip the it does flip the chessboard of where Irish politics has been, where it's traditionally just this crowd or that crowd, and all the rest just make up the numbers to go into coalition. Like, that's not going to be how it is in the next election. We can plainly see that that Sinn Féin yeah. is clearly the most individually the 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 most popular party in the state by like nine point margin last poll there of the weekend um like so obviously Sinn Féin are going to have to be you know like they'll have they'll probably have first crack at forming the next government so probably it is worth saying all right well what's this how how does Sinn Féin government if it's going to run it how's it going to look I don't know there there, are people I can I can understand strong feeling about how that show was made and how it looked on the night and all that sort of stuff it's it's tough to make these programs. I think, yeah, right.
0: absolutely. I, I, I think it's it's a weird one in the sense of I can see why people are kind of like, "What are RTE doing?" Or what what, what are they thinking on the Clarebone show doing that? And are they going into the same? But then I look at some of the contributors, and I kind of went, "Hang on, they've, they've they've pulled Eddie Hobbs out of wherever Eddie Hobbs has been for the last few years." And your your man, uh, the property developer's name, has gone from my head now. And Who I'm kind of like, Flynn, was it? Yeah, mm. and I'm like these aren't exactly people who are going to resonate with you know a lot of the audience they're not exactly so it's kind of a weird one in the sense of for want of a nicer way of putting it the contributors that they chose to kind of back up this kind of thing of why you wouldn't vote for Sinn Féin weren't exactly the
2: strongest contributors you could get to make that argument
0: and resonate with people
2: it was interesting though to be able to see on on the other side of that people like Martin Ward were getting in there Tony yeah, Groves, yeah. of course, as well was um was on he, he, check, Groves. yeah, he got a a huge reception. Like that, that went oh, a mega viral, his contribution on the night. So like you have to sort of take things in the round. Like there was there was clearly like there's voices there on the left who people mightn't have heard before mm-hmm. on RTE. Definitely haven't. And I do know from 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 chatting to some people in current affairs, like they were like, Jesus, yeah, there there's some voices I haven't heard before. They're probably gonna be seen a lot more now in the, in the run-up to whenever the next election oh, might be. say the so,
0: Tortoise Shack downloads are flying this week. Yeah,
2: <laughs> 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 Big week, big week on the Shack, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, this is the thing. We do need to have, like, a, 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 the media landscape needs to be diverse, like, as well. It is healthy that we have these, like, even, like, yourselves and other, like, independent pro- podcasts and, and broadcasts where we can talk about, you know, what the media does and what, the poli- mm. what, what politics is like and just coming at it from different angles. Like, that's great. That we do have that because we didn't didn't always have that, mm. and we haven't been well served when we haven't had that. Like going even even to like I think we, we had that before the last election. But we didn't have it like maybe two elections previous or whatever. Yeah. So like it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all sort of I'm, pans
0: out that way. I'm stuck on this notion of Irish politics becoming like American politics, and mm. it's uh, just needs to say in it there and kind of say. There's a part of me that would almost just for entertainment sake, nothing more than entertainment sake, would like to almost see more of that kind of... Because America... The one thing America does... And it's a basket case, absolutely. But th- this reactionary politics between candidates is gold entertainment. Like, yeah. you're seeing it with Trump and Hillary. You're seeing it with... You know, even going Clinton and Bush back in the day. Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson was was amazing at it in the 60s. Like, do you know what I mean? I can't remember what the whole thing was. Uh, I can't remember the name of the person who was running against him. But he, his... He was that whole thing of like virtue and church and all that kind of stuff. And his campaign slogan was, in your heart, you know he's right. It's really, wow. you know, yeah, yeah. sent to, and you know, <laughs> and Lyndon B. Johnson in his first show, he goes, "What? what's the slogan? And they're like, in in, in your heart, you know he's right. And he's like, "Ah, eh, in my guts, I know he's nuts. Moving on. And that was it. You <laughs> so know what I mean? So like, it's, it's that kind of reactionary thing. And I don't think Ireland possibly has those kind of personalities, but there's something about that, just fever pitch that America gets when it comes to election campaign, and that I, I kind of want to see.
1: Yeah, but you are laughing at them, you, you know. You oh yeah, hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Purely them entertainment. Them I'm not fair. saying like, you know what I mean. Purely yeah. entertainment value. Like, I don't want to see air lads going there, air men and women going down
2: that yeah. road. You'd worry, like I mean, yeah, because I think that we have, like, it is interesting. We just see, like, there's we've tons more parties. Who like there's there's so much choice there for people to vote into like so many different groupings and stuff now and like we think like if you looked at it from the outside you're like geez we've a very sort of scandinavian sort of lovely like sort of you know a rainbow sort of assortment of different parties to stick your name into and you see some of the stuff that's happened in politics over the last couple of years and you're like oh yeah maybe we are closer to the states in some ways like (laughs) so like i mean yeah the quality of stuff from the DAW in recent years i think has been pretty poor as well like you have Mm. like you know I'm sure you can pick out yourselves different bits of shouting and roaring and just grandstanding that happens. Like, I don't know if that... It's not productive, is it? No, and you can get disillusioned with it. Like, you can. Like, even as a a sort of a journalist and sort of an impartial bystander and and sort of just observer of this stuff, you can just be like, oh, man, what are we learning here? What are we learning here when we all just started shouting over each other? Like, there's problems here which we should all be working together to fix. That's the worst thing. That's the worst thing I find about it is just it's this point a finger and just be like, you guys stink. We do something. We don't, we don't tell you what we do differently, but like you, you guys just stink. We're not going to work together on you. It's so like that, all this sort of stuff. And it's just like, it's, it's just boring. People are bored of it. And It goes both ways. You'll get it from like, you'll get it from Finnegan and Fina Fáil, say an ocean thing. What have you done, you know, in the North and stuff like that. And you just, yeah, it just gets.
1: Yeah. I do find that type of disingenuous at times. As well, like particularly to, air voters because it there's I don't think there is a correlation. I don't think there's a fair correlation with that, considering the book stops at Westminster. Like,
2: yeah, no, that's a point. Yeah, it definitely is, and obviously you have the whole power sharing set up there as well. So, like, I mean, it's a different system. It is just a different system. So maybe it isn't the fairest thing to, to 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 sort of you know to sort of draw the line between. But like, obviously. If 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 Sinn Féin has a policy of X in the north, it is probably worth worthy of comment on it. But it's not like we can't just we can, that can't just be the number one defence of the government's like housing policies or whatever like that. It's just well, while well, you guys do this, let's like come on. We deb- yeah. debate the merits of policies, which is kind of what we just don't do anymore. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It becomes a little bit yeah, boo, all that sort of stuff. It has that. It's, it's becoming more. Uh, maybe it's becoming less like the whole US thing. It's becoming more like Westminster when you see just the. Uh, way and oh, yeah. all that sort of stuff that, that sort of reminds me of more these days like where did that even originate from i don't know but it's just like that's like one of the oldest parliamentary democracies in the world and there was like guys beside boris johnson there a couple of weeks ago just like going red in the face going yeah yeah and it's like what the fuck? Like, what are, you, what are you doing what are you doing there's no decorum there like people are paying you to represent them. Yeah. And you're, you're just sitting there just like, as if you were on the terraces of Daly Mount Park or, or Richmond Park, just like roaring at a ref. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same, same thing.
1: I always thought that that was just spitting image. I would have saw a spitting image before, footage of spitting image as a kid before I saw footage of the House of Commons. And then when you're kind of grown up and you're getting involved in, in activism or politics or whatever... And then you're, you're seeing footage of the House of Commons and you're kind of going, oh no, spin Image was actually taking the piss out of these. This is real life. What are yeah. they? At? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's so, nuts. it's mad. It's, it's kind of depressing, like. It is depressing. Like, we, we need to get, be- like, so we just need to get better. And I do think that there are people, like, I, this is the thing, like, I mean, I was just saying, when you hear, when you see this sort of, like, just, when you see just crap politics and shouting and roaring and the usual old crap and the stuff that you, people get online as well then, like, it's putting off really talented people. And yes. people who like who might consider putting themselves forward in an election. And like we do have a problem in the country in terms of representation, like we yes. don't have a really equal or d- the doll doesn't look like what Ireland looks like. Mm. And that shouldn't be the case. The parliament should always look like what the public looks like, especially when we have like multiple, multiple seats for every constituency. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for the doll not to look like representative of the country i just find that when we have all of this stuff and this like it just looks like a hostile environment and it just doesn't look like if you're really interested in making your your town your county your country a better place you, if, you, if you look at the doll do you think you're going to get it done there do you know what i mean do, do you see like oh this looks like the environment where we can really affect some real change and we're going to fix the climate crisis and we're going to do this that and the other as opposed to what we see now which is just bad it is just bad it is just bad, I and mean, it like it it it, it like sometimes I do know there's some really talented people in the Dáil, and they're really good debaters, and they all care really a lot. And I'm pretty sure, like the absolute vast majority of people in the Dáil do care about, you know, they got into politics for the right reason. But the atmosphere there, the atmosphere around Leinster House, just probably isn't what it should be for yeah. for what we should be expecting.
0: It's a bit like young lads who grow up wanting to play football and end up
2: playing a Shamrock Rovers. They're just, you know what I mean? Exactly. Something's gone wrong somewhere. You gotta Something's aim higher. Wrong. You gotta aim higher. You gotta have better standards for yourself yeah. than yeah. playing for, for that mob. <laughs> I am really excited. I can't wait now. Like, I mean, we're here. It's the cusp of a new season. Yeah. And yeah. like, we're back to crowds and stuff. I just I can't know. wait. Will you get to many games? You've moved now, have you, Richard? Uh, I'm, I'm, living in, in no, I'm living in town. I'm living like, in town. I'm living in town for the next few months anyway. Right. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going to the, our first home game, obviously against Dundalk, which is the um, this is 25th of February. And hopefully, hopefully the schedule will work out better than it has done recently. Yeah, uh, over the last couple of years, i just can't wait. Just I can't like wait. The, the, the first couple of points before a match, after a match, curry chips, Stadium Park. Just it's just gonna be great. It's just yes. so it's such a, it's just such a mundane thing to be so excited about. It like is two nice. weeks. It's going out. to be amazing, and especially uh, when we
1: win the league again, and you'll be looking up to us. Like, I mean,
2: does it, is there any is there any achievement given the financial <laughs> like war chest available to Shamrock Rovers in winning, winning, just winning the league? The war league? chest. The war chest is there, long established, hiring mercenaries like you know uh, <laughs> to, to, to do your bidding. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. Like I mean, Derry obviously has money now as well. Pats obviously have good funding behind them as well. Dundalk, I think, they're due a good season. Yeah. I'm, I, just, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, don't worry too so much about the, end of the like, table at the end of the season. It's just going to be... I just can't wait. Dundalk yeah. are a bit of a basket case, though, aren't they? Like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what
0: I
1: mean? This... They were a basket case, but I think people are sleeping on them. I think they are. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they're right. going under the radar there. Yeah, and mm. uh, they, They'll enjoy being under the radar as well. Um, but I think... Yeah, I think people are sleeping on them. I think Steve O'Donnell's good. I think he's brought in some good signings. I don't think I'd be sh- I'd be stunned if they challenge for the league. But the mm. suggestion that they'll finish bottom part of the league, I don't think is accurate. No way. They'll be
2: they'll challenge it for Europe. I think. I yeah. do think they'll challenge for Europe. Like, so yeah. Would Not you worry about yourselves?
1: Would you worry about balls in terms of the amount of players that have left? And like, they've lost maybe seven or eight players, but I've only brought in maybe three or four. I know Jordan yeah. Flores is a good signing, but... I Jordan, Jordan Flores is going be
2: great. There's some great players he brought in. Junior, of course, as well. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest signing we made was keeping keeping Dawson DeVoy. Like, it did look like he was guaranteed to go. And it was like, it did get to a point when I saw, like, the headlines. It was the Indo headlines saying, the yeah, A's off to okay. MK Dons. And, like, yeah, Georgie was definitely going as well. Andy Lyons went. Uh, Rob Cornwall went. That's like, holy God, these, these are, these are linchpins. Like mm. and it did, it got worrying. And I, I just, you know what? It, it wasn't even worrying as such. It was actually more like, you're just looking at this and you're like, if I'm Keith Long and I have to just look at, like you're basically sitting at the whiteboard of your team. And you're just rubbing off loads of names again at the start of every season. And like, he's done that so well. And the management team has done that so well every single year to be able to do that. To just be able to just like, okay, we've got this player, he'll come in and he'll do that job. That's really hard to do. But to have to do it again, like, pfft, tough position to be in. I'm actually quite, I'm actually quite confident. I, I like the players we've brought in. Um, I'm interested to see what they do. I think we're like, there's some talent there still. Ali Coote, Liam Burr has a good first season. Dawson will be another year in. Jamie Mullins will be great. Yeah, I think, I think we'll be okay. Like. Yeah. Top, top five and two Dublin derbies. That's what I'm predicting For both Yeah <laughs> I'd love I think I'd, think I'd be like the, the aim has to be Europe again Yeah Like, yeah. Well I almost feel Like in a way We had an amazing the European adventure Of this season gone Was unbelievable It just feels like A long time ago now Obviously yeah. Since everything that Happened since then But also it was just like Couldn't get fans into games Then all the guys Who went over to Greece as well None of them got into Into the ground That was a, a mad it. situation Wasn't it That whole Because
0: it, it, they
2: What's have to, it's it? it's UEFA, it's UEFA, it's UEFA stuff. All know. this UEFA stuff is like you can't do this, that, and the other. It's grim. So like thankfully that will all be gone. So like yeah. I mean, if we get there again, and we have to hope that we will, uh, things will be better. Like it was great. That was actually that was the last match I was at, was at um uh our game was it I can't even remember. A I K Athens was it? Who are we against? Sorry, I'm gonna check that out now. Sorry. Who did we play? Who's a Nicosia? No, 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 no. Bose, Greece, Europa. Who was it? Park. Yeah, sorry, Park. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. It Jesus Christ. Yeah, and uh, that was amazing. Like it was a t- like oh, I can't remember. It was like, Was it even five thousand? Five thousand, yeah. maybe in the Aviva. I think it was eight, was it? Five or eight it was something, something tiny, like you know. Yeah. But it was still great. It was. It was like we were so starved of matches at that point. And for the quality of that performance is unbelievable. So I like, thought
1: they were going to win the cup based on their experiences in Lansdowne Road uh, in the Europa yeah, games. Yeah. I just thought Pats were too strong on the day.
2: Pats were definitely there. the
0: better team on the day. In fairness, yeah, they're, they're I thought rare. Chris
1: Forrester had his had his had his way in midfield, and he just ran the show. I just can't talk about it. Still, I can't talk about That was the only chance of Europe. So. There was also
2: I actually tell you a story about my day of that day. Um, so like obviously, Bo's were in the cup final, uh, but my uh, my partner Louise, um, her family, a big GA, huge GA. Uh, her dad, um, Holly Holly O'Neill, manages the Clonakilty senior footballers, and like football is life down in West Cork. It's unbelievable, and it just happened that they were making their first run. Um, in the Cork Senior, the Cork Premier Senior Football Championship, in many many years, and it was like it was amazing to watch that and be sort of part of part of the side of that such an underdog thing running through such like favorite teams and beating through teams, and it was like oh shit, they made it to the they made it to the final, and I was like that's brilliant. And I was like when's the final? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and it was the same day, and I was like oh god no. And I was like, "Look, this is my family. This is this is my family now." And like, Liz, like, you yeah, know, I have to come and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, no, I will come on." Um, and then we lost both finals on the day. Oh, Imagine no! Imagine losing both, of them. and it was oh, last minute. It was last minute, last minute for for Finnbar's to clan uh, in the final at Parky Grieve, and then obviously it was penalties in um, in Lansdowne. The thing is, things you do for love. I know. I tell you, this is it. The agonies thing. you go through, yeah. Yeah. It's just sport as well. Like, why do we love sport? That's what it does. Oh. Oh, it's just the hope.
0: It's the hope that it's, kills it. It's the Cordy Chips, to be honest with you. It's it's the Cordy <laughs> it Chips is. that keep you coming back. You know, back, fine
2: or dying, like, you know, in, in, in this <laughs> fair city, like, you know. It's I love even even Dundalk's video there a couple of weeks ago. Or actually, it was like last week, I think, for their, their big new season launch. And it was like, mm. new season's here. And they pulled up the, it was the, the shy old chip van just, just rolled in. And I was like, yeah, this is it. This yeah, is it. This They is know. They know what this season's about. They know what what, what, what we want to see. Like you know, Merrow the uh, the
0: the Rover. You're you're a part owner, as you say, of uh, Rovers, and your AGM is coming up. Have you had your instructions from Roman Abramovich on how to vote yet, or what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have yet All right. All right. So will, will Rovers now be invading Ukraine? Is this how does it work? What what's the, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. What's, we're, what's, we're what's the directive? For,
1: yeah. We're applying for the Ukrainian League the Premier Division, so we can, okay. can be over there. Oh.
0: oh, wow, it's gonna be interesting now. Ta- Talent in Ukraine sounds even more terrifying than Putin in Ukraine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the real, yeah,
1: this
2: is the real invasion they want to be worried about. <laughs> yeah. is this crowd, Danny's, over bride,
1: the Danny, Danny's, Danny's fiance is Russian, and she uh, they were saying that there was nothing ever to be worried about with Russia.
2: Yeah, wow, yeah, I got that. I got that yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I hat off the presses from uh, from the Russian in laws. Yeah, they were like. Yep, nothing to worry
2: about. Like, oh, so, sound- you see that? There's, it, was, it was a Tipperary Star headline there. i oh, see, seen it. was brilliant. I was like, this is great. This is my love about Ireland. It's like exclusive. Uh, War not inevitable. Ukrainian yes. piano teacher tells Tipperary Star Russia <laughs> might not invade. I was like, this is fantastic. It's yeah, a great yeah. exclusive to have, like, you know? Yeah. I was like, I, we better better send that. Send that to Joe Biden. Send that to NATO. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. We there's, might get
0: through this. There's something beautiful about local Irish media like it's just like all news is local but there's something when Trump lost the election and yeah. was it the Doombeg Herald or one? I can't I don't know
2: which the, one I think it was the, the Clare Echo I remember the Clare Echo yeah and, and it was it. Like, Claire, like a Doombeg hotelier uh, loses, loses his job <laughs> or something like yeah. that and it's just genius like it's just it's yeah. the little things that just may get us all through the day like you know what I mean I this. oh it was that was that was a cracker like yeah uh, no, there's been some great stuff, even like, even like on the local radio. And like, I remember, oh, Jesus, anytime, anytime you're asked to do anything on local radio, I love it. Like, <laughs> you, just, you just can't predict the question. Like I remember like there's one time I went on Tip FM. I was over in Scotland. I was doing the independence referendum there. And obviously they voted to stay as part of the UK. And I think it was the first question I'd done like a load of local media interviews. And the first question from the lad on Tip FM was, so are the Scots all cowards? Is it? Is that what they are? And I It's like, a bit more complicated than that, maybe. Like people wouldn't see it as that. Like they picked what they wanted to do. And I said, oh, they're, just, they're cowards. They're not like us. They're cowards. And I was like, all right, fair enough. And I remember this another time as well. I was doing. I just happened to be doing a bullet. I did a bullet. I was working for News Talk, and we used to do like the local radio news service. So like we will do like it would go out on all the all the local networks across the across the country. And it's kind of I can't remember what the story was, but I read out some headline in the sports news. And I went big on Radio Kerry and they were like, there's a, man, there's a man up there and he's Richard Chambers and he was saying this about our footballers. And I was like, I don't know why I'm getting call out here. I'm just reading someone's script here for the sports headlines. Weeshie Fogarty, one of the great legends of, yeah. uh, of Irish broadcasting is tearing me strips off me on the radio. I'm like, you know, it's great. I love it. The passion is amazing.
1: come here, Richard? I'm a huge fan of, uh, was a huge fan of Vincent Brown. Um, yes, what a man. What a man. And I think that, I think since he's retired, there's been a bit of a gap in the market. I think people have impressed me definitely in terms of filling in the shoes. But is I don't want to put you on the spot in terms of naming yeah. people. But do you think that like there's anyone there to fill in the shoes as 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 mad
2: and scatty and and challenging as Vincent was? There's nobody like there's nobody like Vincent Brown. There just isn't because that's a unique like that's a that's a, that's a unique style of person like if you're asking me who I think are like the closest and the best sort of TV sort of interviewers like that, Sarah McInerney is brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. I think, I think oh, Claire Sarah. Brock and do is, is brilliant as well. Uh, I think there's, look, it is interesting. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think you could do that. that look, I
1: would, just, I would love, I would love uh, questions and answers kind of. Really yeah. And, and mm. Sarah McInerney to be the host. Cause I think, I think, I think, not to put down any other journalist or broadcaster or whatever, I I just think she, I think she's the best at the moment, um, and yeah. I think I think Gav, Gav Riley is quite good as well. Yeah, Gav, Gav is brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On which on That's which on, the Claire,
0: on, on which on the Claire Brock one, she's formidable. Like, she, yeah, she's absolutely like as. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a tv star myself lads look i don't like to talk about it but I, <laughs> I had to I, I, I met claire brock as a result of my tv stardom <clears throat> and uh
1: <laughs> i was out of gogglebox Ireland.
0: i was genuinely i was i was genuinely a bit kind of because it was claire that was going to ask us a couple of questions
1: but yeah. because
0: i've only ever seen claire brock claire brock and she's just chatting normal and i'm like huh. what yeah when's she going to ask about me taxes or something something's not right yeah, here like, yeah. so like, there's, gonna be, yeah, there's something coming I don't know what it is yeah yeah. so she, she has a presence as they say yes that what is. So you'd, you'd like to
2: go is. into Richard? I, see I don't know like, people always ask me what I want to do like down the road and I just I, I love being out and about that's, that's brilliant um, like I always want to be doing new things so like I think you'll see now you'll see now this is a bit of a hint now you'll see more stuff now of a couple of the projects we will be working on now or the next little while which has see me doing stuff you haven't seen me do before anyway. So there'll be a few little, little bits like that, which will be coming out in the
0: WTS exclusive, Richard Chamber, Dancing with the Stars. Can't this wait. This is it.
2: Yeah. Dancing, <laughs> on Dancing on ice. Dancing on it beckons. Uh, I've seen the light, and I'm going <laughs> to slide my arse around on, on the ice. Uh, it, 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 can, it, it Look, it's, it's written in the stars. It's the job I was meant to do. Well, no, uh, would you do yeah, this abroad? I've never, I've never gone abroad. It was always something I was really interested in doing. Mm. It was like, and I was like, actually, there. here's a story. It's one of the worst things I ever did. I had, um, I interviewed for a job in the BBC once. Um, and I went over to London. I was so excited. And I was like, this is it, finally, like, I'm gonna go over there. And I was in a sort of, a, I was kind of probably had a, a low-ish ebb in my career over here. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't loving wasn't lo- I was sort of had to love a little bit with journalism and sort of just was a bit disillusioned and just down in the dumps. So I went over there and I was like, oh, well, here's, here's my path out of there. So I had my suit on and all that sort of stuff. And you arrive in like Broadcasting House, BBC, and you're like, wow, this is unbelievable. Think about the people who come to these halls and all that sort of stuff. And like I boned up, I'd done like great sort of interview prep and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I got the earliest flight over over from, from Dublin to, to, to Heathrow, got straight in, all that sort of stuff. And I went into the room, and there's a panel interviewing me. And they were like, We're going to start um, with a round of questions. And I just don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened. I couldn't land a single one. And like, I just got so shaken up by it. I was in the middle of it, and I just couldn't put thoughts together. And I like, it's when you know really quickly that it hasn't gone exactly as you planned and then you let it you let it take over you and you're like no this is this is pointless i just want to leave now just want to leave and i was just like i was like you get that point where you i don't know if you've ever had a bad job a job interview you're sitting there in your in your suit and you're you feel your collars getting tight you're sweating you are sweating and you're like, oh, my God, these people think I'm an idiot now. And I came all this way and I did this and I did that. And I prepared this portfolio of all these great reports I've done and all that sort of stuff. And it's just like, oh, my god, And like, they were really, they're actually like, like it's like, well, they're, they're not idiots. So they were like, yeah, you've done a bad interview here, right? Like, you know, I mean, they could tell that I was like really like visibly just upset by it. And I was just like, that, like, there was like, look, sorry, that's really tough. Like, we'd love to, if you want to come over again, we we'll, we'll see what the next job coming up and all that sort of stuff. Just, it just didn't happen And after that point. I sort of fell into, I ended, actually, it was before, yeah, it wasn't too, it wasn't too long before I ended up in Virgin. So things work out, obviously, as well. But like, oh my God, I just like, that's my bad leaving sir dream. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, that yeah, yeah. That's what it is for me is just sitting there, like, and just, and just pacing around London after a bad interview with the BBC. Like, Terrible.
0: Uh, the, the, a hard interview was a war story that I think everyone should have one but yeah, like, yeah, it's,
2: yeah, you, yeah you haven't lived the workplace or you haven't you haven't tested yourself until you've been grilled and smashed yeah into yeah. a thousand yeah. pieces okay. well, well, can, uh, my worst do. one
1: was uh, when I lived in Australia and I was interview. I went for an interview with Greenpeace <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god of all, go on go on what happened I was living in Brisbane and I had no work and my ex-girlfriend got work straight away. And I, I was like, oh, I'm going for any interviews, uh, going for any amount of jobs. And, and the Greenpeace one cro- propped up. Nothing else to be doing on my day anyway. So I went for the interview and got to the last round. And uh, I froze in the last round of the interview <sighs> yeah. when he asked me to sell a pen to him. Sell this boy out
0: to oh, me. Was
2: fucking
1: Jordan Belfort, was it? Oh, it
0: was this,
2: yeah.
1: Brutal like the wolf, the wolf, the, the, the Wall Street and the Greenpeace like God,
2: yeah.
1: I, 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 the, the round before it we had to approach people and try and sell or try and get to try and sell five kind of packages to save uh dolphins or something like that.
0: Was it a job as like, like a chugger? Were you going to be a chugger, were you?
1: No, it was a, it was on the street sales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I didn't Yeah, yeah. I didn't get it in the end because I just froze about the selling of the pen. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed I was, I was stuttering. I was like, oh, it's a blue pen. It- does a oh great signature oh, that's, t- that's tough that is tough that is yeah, yeah. to
0: be fair that is yeah. yeah and this is
1: long before I had even seen Wolf of Wall Street or the pen or whatever it like, wouldn't have helped you anyway Let me no know that. Like, no,
2: <laughs> no. <So laughs> what has this got to do with saving the bleeding whales yeah <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here to protect those damn dolphins
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. Stupid pen you just wanted to be put on a boat so you could ram one of the, the Japanese whale hunters didn't you that's all you were interested <laughs> yeah, yeah. in man. John in. Pretty exciting, uh, like
2: that's that, that's <laughs> what you were made for none of this sorry or, you know, pen tail selling like, you know. My my oh.
0: horror interview was an online interview, I,
2: remember, I think Ooh. I have told
0: you about. Oh, this. this is brilliant. So, is this I, a
1: South African rugby? Yeah,
0: yeah, this is it. Yeah. right So I was <laughs> fresh, fresh out of college, masters in journalism. Thinking I am it. I'm on my way to a fucking Pulitzer. I'm fucking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I see, I done a little, I done a little bit of freelance for ESPN, Scrum, and I was like. Fucking sports journalism, excellent, excellent. And uh, I see a job come up with a, a well-known rugby publication for a Northern Hemisphere, rugby correspondent. Yes, okay, me yeah. at, uh, get the interview. The interview is over Skype uh, because the, the guy doing is based in South Africa. No bother at all. So uh, I'm ahead of me time, th- ahead of this whole working from home curve. I am business on top. Jock's on bottom because he won't be able to see. So everything's grand and rosy. And he's, he's chatting away to me doing the interview. And I'm like, this, this is going all right. This is going all right. And then it's the Northern Hemisphere rugby correspondent gig. And out of nowhere, he goes, so uh, wh- what can you tell me about uh, South African varsity? And I just went, oh, man, what? No. Just completely. I was like, what? And that was my actual reaction. He goes, <laughs> yeah, South so African varsity. I was like, this, so I, I, I definitely know more about the northern hemisphere, and he's like, "So you don't know anything about Stellenbosch?" Oh man! And the only word I could actually—I I just said, Stellenbosch, <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> and he just went, "Yeah." And I was like, uh. "That's it. What do you want? What do you want?" <laughs> like literally, yeah. and like, "It's just." And he's heard not my giving, answer. Yeah. He's not giving me anything. Like he's not prompting me. He's not uh, you know saying anything. That's he's so just, tough. That's and I'm rough. just like, uh yeah, no, I like I mean like I'm uh just over and over again. And all I keep saying is like this is this for the northern hemisphere rugby though, know, isn't it? I mean I can't remember this exact phrase, but it's basically if you don't know global rugby, you don't know rugby. So um, ah. I'm afraid this this interview is over. And you're and a know, good waffler, like as well. I'm uh, fucking expert level spoofer, right? And he just us, <laughs> so this this interview is over, and I see him do this, <laughs> like that I can see it. Right? So he presses the button, and you know on Skype all you hear is little bloop bloop bloop. Yeah. Whoa. I'm sitting. don't just sitting there in me under crackers and a suit, and I'm like.
2: That's unbelievable. What the fuck? Just I can't <laughs> believe I just the drama of this interview is over and yeah. the button press. That's excellent, like yeah. You know, so. Just just to, just to see somebody just smash your dreams in such a such a visual sort of fa- fashion. That's like, it. Yeah. So whenever I get a
0: bout of imposter syndrome, that's that's what fuels it. it. Just it all comes back to that one little fucking
2: image: of your man pressing the button. <laughs> yeah. I have just a horrible track record of interviews, and anyway, like the first ever job interview I did was for pennies um when i was looking for a job when i was in school and i i again i think i make the pro i make the mistake of over over researching so i was like i was like i had no clue about job it was a clown like just a young fellow who was looking for money on the side so it was like the it was pennies in the pavilions and swords and um i was just like yeah i better learn up and uh what, what should i what should i learn about what should i what should i research and my mom was like ah. Eh. Learn about their different brands and all that sort of stuff. They're different uh the different labels. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So I wrote all these things down. This went in. I must have sounded like an absolute clown. They're, they just wanted to know if I could sell clothes and but I'd be reliable. And I turn up and I was like, Yeah, I'm a big fan of your uh, Cedarwood State uh, line. big uh, really good stuff. <laughs> I, love, I loved I, I love the vision of this. I'm literally doing the most basic jobs in the world. Why why am I talking about this? Like they're just such about to hand you a T-shirt like
0: and be like, "Can can you fold this, though, Richard?
2: Yeah. <laughs> can you, you fold this T-shirt?" <laughs> Big picture here, lads. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk strategy. <laughs> uh, put me on to your boss. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take pennies into strange new places. Yeah. You know? uh, such a,
0: such an idiot, such an idiot for those Brilliant. sort of things. Love it, man. Love it. It's. uh a lot of job interviews, there. and the weird thing is at the moment because it seems like everyone is transferring jobs and changing jobs. It's uh, yeah, it's,
2: a good time to do it. Like, I mean, if, yeah. it, if you're at that sort of point in your life, and like, like the whole pandemic thing is changing all that sort of stuff, and you're like, oh, that's what I really want to do? Great chance, great, great opportunity to just switch, switch gears, change lanes. But yeah, God, I, I wouldn't fancy too many more job interviews. No, say, like no, that. no, definitely
0: not. No, I think uh, I a lot of a lot of people got it right when they just said the nine to five. I'm opening a food truck. Game, we'll ball. Love that. We'll Game love ball that. Game ball
2: for that, man. If I ever get tired of journalism, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, yeah, it'll be yeah. A, a Mexican food truck, which will be cruising, <laughs> cruising around <laughs> League, League of Ireland <laughs> grounds, like you know, banners, like i can see it now, daily mount, like, you know, yeah. like here, you pay your fees. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll be, I'll be outside, I'll be outside Tallaght Stadium. I'll probably spike the food or something like, like you yeah. know, like, Def- yeah, <laughs> definitely do, definitely do players. Yeah.
0: What exactly, yeah. what would your food truck be? Richie's going Mexican. What are you going? Uh, Korean.
2: Co- oh Korean. Oh, it's a good shout. That Korean is a good, show, that
0: is a
1: good
2: shout it's Undervalued in the Irish marketplace as well, do you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that is a solid man. I'm During the pandemic,
1: that. there was one truck up in uh, one of the, the car parks of the pub and it was just absolute. the chef actually does be on um. Oh, A boy, boy boy,
0: boy, oh, yes. boy yeah, yeah. Quang, Is boy, that boy, I am yeah, probably not pronouncing his name right, but yes. Oh my god, the chicken dogs on uh, the
1: six o'clock show cooking. Oh, it's absolutely sensational. Do you know yeah. what's sensational?
2: Actually, Shimak. Is that what it's called? Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, they're on um, Georgia Street. Georgia yeah, yeah, the, the oh. Korean sort of fried chicken. Unbelievable. sublime. Yeah. Absolutely absolute sublime.
0: Yeah, ten o'clock at night isn't a good time to start off with fried chicken. I'm eleven now. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah it's hitting the delivery straight away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like,
0: yeah, of course it's perfectly okay to eat a snack box at half eleven. Sure, why not? Like, <laughs> don't look at me. Just don't
2: look at me. Yeah, turn it yeah.
0: off the camera. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that that was a very quick hour of your time, Richard Chambers. But I, I really appreciate it and enjoyed the chat all
1: the same. And, and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for. Oh, no,
2: Lance, I'm delighted we finally got around to doing it. And like, uh, no, any other time, just let me know. Let's let's crack at it in again. Buzzing. Definitely. We'll. Uh, yeah. We'll.
0: We'll. Next time, we'll. i don't know talk about WrestleMania and Stone Cold Steve Austin for an hour. See, this is
2: the thing. I can't believe now. We, before we started recording, we, we had some great, great sort of like wrestler <laughs> age trivia, which sounds like the dullest thing in the world. But that's where that. That's that. That's yeah. My repeat appearance is going to be just pure guess the age of this wrestler. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ab- absolutely. That. That's a hundred percent it. And uh, then Dream matches will be our third appearance. That's, yeah, that's no, the hat trick appearance. Like
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's and then it. favorite Royal Rumble. Oh Oh, Favourite Royal
2: Rumble What was the one where Kane put everybody over Like He was uh, just chucking Left right and centre
0: He eliminated like 11 people or something Yeah yeah. Anyone that moved He was just lobbing them over That was good stuff
1: And Lesnar was in it last year And he was just Demolishing people
0: Sorry The the new The new Brock Lesnar Is hilarious He's
1: the funniest man alive Brock Lesnar's
0: amazing He's just
1: great Like Yeah
2: Unreal! Like, but did you just... see him on the Pat McAfee show? I saw a couple of clips. Now I was looking around on um, on TikTok there, and I was just thought, I just find tremendously entertaining. Like,
1: four just, uh, minutes of hilarity! It is. Yeah, must watch him. Back, does does yeah. a snow cold impression, and everything. It's on YouTube. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's gold.
0: Especially for the, the last. Yeah, yeah. La- Fifteen years or whatever, we all just assume people silent. Do you know? What I
2: mean? Yeah, but yeah, it he was just this yeah. like this 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 piece of. Ginormous meat, and yeah. now he's he just has this like, just loves a little bit of fishing, living up in Sask- 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 Saskatchewan, like you know, like in this one, and wearing ridiculous clapper and um, <laughs> yeah, and a ponytail. What, what, what a what a lad, what an absolute lad! Like
1: Pat McAvee asks some, uh, what, what's the story of the top knot? And he said, Oh, my kids bet me that I wouldn't grow one, so I said, Fuck you, I'm growing one. So <laughs> that he grew a top now.
2: That's that's cool. the only justification, like it's either, like you know, yeah. that's, that's, and his wife wow, is sable. Oh, that's right, Jesus Christ yeah, yeah.
0: The trivia, man. The trivia we have on yeah, yeah. this. is it, yeah. And a lot of learn ways, stuff on
2: this podcast, you know.
0: It, it won't, it won't help you in any job interviews, but you'll definitely learn something. Yeah, you, never <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it would have been
2: more handy than some of the stuff I have said in previous
0: interviews. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 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 Deadly. Well, Reggie, th- th- thanks, million again. Really appreciate your time, um, Mero. If people want to listen to the 270 something previous episodes before this one, where can they go to?
1: they can go to wtspod.com or search wtspod on any podcast provider
0: that'll do the job nice and easy yeah. right lads uh, I'm going to order a snack box I'm
1: so. <laughs> good luck enjoy
0: Thanks <laughs> so much, all the best
1: until next time everybody clear eyes all hearts and lose too sweet